Welcome to Lost in the Groove, place where we speak our minds, find our truths, have no fear. Really meaningful conversations with real people. Stay tuned. So, kind of, um, kind of going over what we were, uh, what was talking about before, uh, and. I, what I want to first start off because we were, we were mentioning the oh, I was mentioning this earlier is bullying. Uh, you know, one of the biggest problems we have now with social media, and again, I think it's really great of how progressive we have been with the internet. But the biggest problem is bullying with the youth, where parents are dealt with kids that are going through depression, anxiety because of these problems. Uh, so, Chris, what what I would love to hear your thoughts on, you know, again, we're not parents, but this would be if we were parents or looking on the people that are. Yeah, I mean, first off, I, I did feel weird about talking about parenting, even though I'm not a parent. So usually I would say like, oh, I don't speak to that because it's not something that I do. But then your response was, well, we all have parents. Yes, I do have parents. Um, I try to think back on like, what did my parents do with bullying? What was their attitude? Um, I learned recently that parents will go online and they will do research and they'll look around and they'll listen to podcasts and they'll read books and all kinds of stuff. But 90% of the parenting that they choose to do is the parenting that happened to them and the parenting throughout their, their own experiences as a child and the experiences with their families and their parents. So people will go out and do all kinds of research, but they usually fall back on asking their own parent what they should do. 90% of the time is what that says. Now, some people, they don't have a parent, you know, so they don't have somebody to like, talk to you mean like somebody um, that grew up in like foster care or something like that so yeah i mean some people don't or or like they had a their parents have passed you know so they don't right. have somebody to call and ask so i mean i do i i don't know how much like if i was a parent i'm not sure how much i would call my parents and ask them what i should do about the situation but from what I read online, that's apparently what a lot of people do is they call their own parent and they ask their parent, what should I do in this situation? They say 90% of people, that's how they handle their problems with their children. But I, um, I don't remember my parents really saying much at all about bullying. I remember just them giving me the attitude of don't let it get to you. Um, and you know, people bully you because they're unhappy themselves. And that was pretty much it. We didn't really go too far into it. I mean, they told us, you know, don't, don't do it yourself. Don't be the one caught bullying somebody, you know, don't get in trouble. Don't act that way. So I think, I think honestly, one of the best ways to prevent bullying and to deal with bullying would be to not do it yourself. Um, and if everybody could teach their kids to not do it themselves, then, you know, we'd have less people actually bullying. Um, but we have a lot of parents that don't teach their kid either way. Um, right. there's so, a, there's yeah. that lack of education. 
that comes to play lack of education about bullying i think a lot of people get bullied within their families and then they bully at schools and in different environments so let's say you have like a big brother that's picking on you a lot then you go to school you're used to being picked on so maybe you start bullying younger kids than you because it's just natural for you and no one's talked to you about it you know right these are all just scenarios like of course yeah i mean it's also remembering to to understand that a lot of times when these kids are bullying other kids is because they they hate themselves in some aspect. They they can't stand themselves and they see this other person that has what they don't have and then they lose control of it. I think one thing that also, especially now, and again, I don't want to use the word progressive because I think that it can be quite deadly. I think one thing parents are realizing more than ever now, and like you mentioned, is allowing kids to stand up for themselves and allowing them to take control of the situation on their own. Because again, we deal with bullying even as adults. The question is, is that as a young age, how are you going to deal with it? You know, are you going to let it make you depressed and anxious or just realize that it's just somebody that they don't know any better or that's how they get their <laughs> Yeah, their your attitude on. on it. I think it makes a big difference when bullying is just, and there's no just about it, but when bullying is just verbal abuse... You know, that's one thing. But when bullying goes into your actual needs as a human being interfered with, like let's say the bullying interferes with your physical safety, it interferes with maybe your food, your lunch food or something. It's interfering with your education. You know, once it starts really getting deep and... I think that's when it can be very hard as a student or as any type of person to just take the higher path and just be like, you know, those people, they just don't like themselves. And that's why they're treating me that way. That could work just to have a, an attitude that way. But if people are hurting you physically and you really have no safety, I, I think it really comes down on making sure that we're creating safe environments environments where people have safety it's funny it's it's funny you bring that up because a wonderful memory comes to my mind my dad my dad had a very interesting approach with with bullying i remember once there was a bunch of kids who were bullying me in school and my dad was there he was picking me up i had a doctor's appointment my dad came on the playground my dad was uh was a middle eastern man (laughs) i'll never forget this he walked up to the kids and he says to them he says let me tell you something he says, if you think I'm I'm okay with not breaking the law, he says, you have that right. I will break the law. I will make sure every one of you kids <laughs> won't see the end of day. They were so terrified of my dad that whenever he came around, like, they would just run. You know, because, like, my dad kind of, his approach was in a way of where you have to stand up for yourself in those situations. The only time that somebody can somebody can hurt you, like, especially as kids is you allow them to, you know, again, using proper safety, using proper precautions. But I think another, I think another problem to all of this is behavioral problems. So many kids today, especially after pre-pandemic and where we are right now, behavioral problems are the biggest issue. The immense amount of isolation that we had, uh, 
the insane amount of violence, oppression, isolation, because parents can't be home. They have to both be working. Mm-hmm. This is a very big problem for parents now. Like, they're dealing with kids that are just going off the walls. And how the hell are they supposed to deal with it, to be honest? Like, it, it's hard enough they have to work nine to five jobs just to make ends meet. Yes, I, when we talked about this subject, that was one thing that I really, that really, you know, took my attention away from trying to come up with ideas and stuff i i was just kind of blindsided by the fact that oh my gosh these parents need so much you know they're people people need we we need each other we need help um and the children need the parents there's a lot of needs here um and i don't see a whole lot being done to to help i know that we do have things for people that are impoverished you know to they have wick for for mothers there's different things but food stamps it's it's not just impoverished people that need help with parenting no I, I, i don't know like we're not just talking about poverty here like it's not just money people can have tons of money and still need help as parents you know I mean I think I I just want to make that point and it's a very valid point I mean you know especially now where we are the the amount of pressure and stress that's being put on parents you know we we want to talk about the conversations of this insanity of if a kid decides that they want their genitals to be chopped off at 11 like there's this thing now where small percentage but like they're they're saying it's okay for kids and the suppression of these teenagers girls that are like begging their parents for insanely expensive items they don't need you know not having not having structure not having a proper curriculum again i'm one of those people that believe that parents should change with the times like try to have the understanding that if kids are into certain things they need to explore let them do that in a healthy way. But you got to remember, though, if your kids are having behavioral problems, right, we got to figure out what the issue is because a kid is only acting out if something is bothering them. They don't really know how to use words. We know this. We were kids. Yeah. We were like that. It's like yeah. our brains just, they're like, blah, blah, blah. you know, you're <laughs> like, blah, blah, yeah. you know. When I was a kid, I, I had a lot of behavioral issues. And so I'm trying to think, like, what was it? You know, I mean, to me, school, that's what it was. I hated that place. Honestly, my home life was kind of okay. I I could say that there was a maybe not a whole lot of structure. Um, maybe I had a little bit of fear of my parents not liking the person that I felt myself becoming. Um, but those... I think are normal things. I mean, I don't know how many kids grow up in an environment where the parents are just like, be anything. We're going to love you no matter what, you know, I mean, they might say it, but like, you really, yeah. A lot of, uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of, yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of kids don't really get that. Uh, I don't, don't I think it's more common not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it is. Unfortunately. So for me, it was school. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like going there. I didn't like, the people down my throat all the time telling me what to do every single day. 
I don't like getting up every morning, you know, and I, I think that maybe my parents could have had more conversations with me about how life is not, life isn't exactly enjoyable. Life is a lot of hard work and it can be enjoyable, you know, but that's things that I've, I felt like I learned later in life. Um, so I was angry about being in the, the school environment. And I think that it's because those two environments are very different. My home life was unstructured, do whatever you want, have fun, blah, 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 enjoy. And school was a whole bunch of no, do this. This is what you need to do. You know, like shut up, sit down, fall in line. And I was just not a fall in line kind of person. It's interesting because my, my upbringing is different. You know, I, I've mentioned this before. My parents were interracial and my parents had a, a very different structure than I had at school. My school was, you know, I, fortunately I didn't go to the greatest schools, but the thing about behavioral problems from the way I see it is you have a child that's trying to talk to you, but is so terrified of saying anything to you because they feel like you're going to lash out. The one thing as a parent you want more than anything, of course, you want to have a parent and child relationship. You don't want to be too loose with your kids and you don't want to be too strict. But you want to have that balance of where if you're, I, this may sound crazy, but your kid can literally walk up to you and say, hey dad, there's this guy I'm crazy about or this girl I'm crazy about and I'm thinking about taking it to the next level. What are things I should know? And what's your thoughts? I know it's a, a, a bananas thing, but like realistically speaking, that's a conversation parents and kids should be comfortable with at the appropriate age. I think the kids, I think it's important to create an environment where the kid doesn't feel like you're going to react really big. I think that, you know, I'm not a parent and I know that when people do things that upset you, it's hard to contain your anger. But I think one of the most powerful things dealing with any type of person, but dealing with a person that wants your approval <laughs> is to not freak out on them when they express things to you. So a parent, like just, if you could just, someone comes to you and says, you know, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing this thing. You might not like it. Even if your first reaction is just like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> just like maybe just say nothing. My dad, I could tell him all kinds of stuff <laughs> because he never got pissed off. Like, and a lot of people don't have that in a male role model, but dad would just kind of sit there. Like you're telling me what? You know, and you telling me what was a way better place for me to express myself than what the fuck, <laughs> you know, and it was because you have to think like, just think of how hard it is to tell anyone something that you don't want them to know. And, and, but it's not just someone it's your parents are kind of your God in a way They're your mother and your father. They, they are it, you know, like, they're the you ones want, that gave yeah. you they're the ones that gave you life. I think also just so so important we said this earlier parents are just adults. 
that made a decision of raising a child and every parent is going to be having unique situations whether constantly at work or dealing with something difficult but the same thing goes back each time which is the parent cares tremendous amount about their child like it's a part of them and they want them to succeed like that's the one thing a parent wants more than anything is to see their child just flourish just be be themselves be who they want to be like deep down that's what every parent wants for their kid so when a kid is in pain and causing pain it's difficult for the parent you know some parents will react crazy like what the fuck i know Be and i understand it's hard not to like i get it but i feel that's where the power is is to control yourself control your reactions sorry <laughs> no it's true but you know also like having understanding of like parents that that's just like they can't deal with it and they're just like just not right now you know what i mean like sometimes it feels like someone's running all over you i'm sure you know, just like, oh, these kids have just been running over me with just by this time I'm done. You know, they have their way. They win. <laughs> like, I could totally understand that feeling because like if I had, you know, just like if I was the manager of a place or something and all my employees just wanted to be screwing around, I eventually would probably like be like, fine, you win. Like, I can't <laughs> fight all these people all the time. So yeah, you're like, screw props. you, Starbucks. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to charge $6 for a frappe? Honey, no, no, no. We're going to make it $11 at this place because fuck management. Let's just oh, do whatever just we mean, want. Like, if all my employees were, you know, just not showing up, like, I, I just don't feel like I could get after people. I don't. I, as a parent, I would need like a disciplinary as like my partner because I'd be really good at like all the love, but I wouldn't do very good at the like, no, you're staying home. You know, like I couldn't, I don't know. I'd be like, fine, go have fun. I don't know. It's like, yeah, I, maybe my kid would turn out like me, you know, just free spirit. Who needs money? Well, honey, you need money. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't work on the streets after 12, girl. You need money. You need yeah, to go honey. to school, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the streets been getting hard late those nights. No, I'm kidding. I'm, no, Man, no. Bullying. <laughs> bullying's some serious shit, you know? I mean, like... Bullying's a heavy topic. I... It's heavy. <laughs> I mean, like, even... Even thinking about like social behaviors, okay? You know, we were, we're we're talking about parents dealing with this immense amount of stress and how to be able to react to these situations. Kind of also remembering that like each parent creates their structure with their kids and how they want to raise them. Uh, and it could sometimes be very like stressful to kind of create those boundaries because again, a parent doesn't want to come off as being like, "I'm your general." You salute me. You, what's that, Corporal? Shut up. You know, like, they don't want, you know, they don't want parents to be like that crazy because, come on, that's kind of. You don't want to be perceived that way. No, of course not. And at the same time, you want to be a parent that's like, listen, I love you. I care about you. I got your back. You know, on a level of weird, like, even though they are the authority, you respect them because you love them for who they are. And even when they fuck up, 
they're able to see that's another thing also is parents admitting that they fucked up mm. you know being like you know what i should have handled it differently okay you know also grounding the rules of like you got to understand where i'm coming from but again you know we're on the same team we need to work together to make this work and i i, I just like feel like social social environments the nurturing of a mom or a dad towards their kids it kind of it kind of creates the safety net that you 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 know you keep for whatever time they're alive it's that relationship you create with them and if you create it on a rocky path that's yeah I, so you're saying that the key is the security that your child feels a hundred percent yeah i think so i mean I, I, that could be maybe why we see so many issues is because of people feel insecure yeah that makes sense i mean i felt extremely insecure in my abilities as a student you know and i would say that's probably why i did so bad uh, in that environment, I was very insecure. So, you know, if you can build up somebody's um, self-esteem, help them feel, uh, I mean, that would be the counteracting uh, action, you know, in order to smooth over the situation, you would want to make the person feel more secure in the environment. You. So, I mean, I guess uh, kids need a huge amount, just freakish amount of encouragement is probably what's missing. Is this just, you can do this. You but can real, do it. But, but real encouragement. I mean, come on. You know, parents that create these unrealistic Genuine. ideas for the, yeah, like these unrealistic ideas. It's just like, bruh. Your kid can't fucking draw if their their life depended on it. Like Jesus Christ, just stop. Just take that goddamn brush and take it out of their hand. Cause I swear to Jesus Christ, Amen, Hallelujah. I will burn that motherfucking shit down right now. You know what I mean? Like some you know, realistic expectations would be yeah. good. Yeah. Like you know, like I I want good things for my kids. You know, I don't I don't want them to to be doctors if they don't want to be. But that'd be great, you know, but I do want them to be able to support themselves in general. <laughs> What's wrong with that? Like, you know, I mean, I feel like I feel like even that kind of felt like a lot for me when I was a kid, you know, like, fuck, I'm going to have to pay for my own house. Like, how am I going to do that? You know, and I still am like, how am I going to do that? But <laughs> I know you're like, yeah, I mean, maybe that's the problem. Maybe that's why kids act so crazy is because, you know, it's it's not even the parents fault um, either way. How can you make a child feel secure in a world that's created that, you know, you, you maybe just don't feel secure in? I don't feel secure in this world. You know, I mean, I've thought to myself, I don't exactly want to bring up kids in this world and maybe for that reason, actually, or something close to it. I've thought, you know, well, do I want to put kids up against this fight that I've been fighting here on this you see, earth? Though, you see, that's the thing about future generations. They are they're the building blocks on mistakes. 
they've seen the mistakes that we've made. Now, the thing is, we still have to prepare them for the future. And to do that, we need them to we need to give them the proper tools to deal with it. The future has different challenges. A hundred percent. But the, the challenges that they will endure will be the mis- unknown <laughs> un- unknown or better accomplishments that we achieve now will happen in the future. Because think about it. The, the way that we've progressed over the years is the accomplishment of young adults that saw a genuine wanting to make our lives better give ourselves the ability to be a better society. I mean, think about it. All the huge tech geniuses, all the people that gave us the tools, whether negative or positive, but these tools exist and they're extremely powerful and they're very useful if done correctly. I mean, you're able to, I mean, Jesus Christ, you know, like think about all the podcasts, all the YouTube channels that are dedicated to like stuff like this. Mm-hmm. It's it's important. It's incredible. I also, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's hard to be a parent because this is a hard world. I think. Um, I think also that. <clears throat> I think also the most astonishing thing about our evolution is the fact that we are creatures that survive in groups yeah we we've we create these friendships with uh sometimes people that are completely opposite from each other uh, all different types of social get-togethers whatever whatever the whatever they're calling it now and that's such an important part of our of us growing up is the fact that as kids, even though those relationships might possibly not last uh, once you become adult, but at least you have those social connections, you have those people you can talk with, is important. I mean, think about it. Like, what did what did we do a lot of the times when we were kids? We just hung around with friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I had more people to talk to, you know, to express myself to the, when I was working on that thing, I can't give stuff away because I'm not supposed to talk about it. But when I was working on that thing and they interviewed that girl about her childhood, um, there were a lot of times that they pointed out, you know, that she didn't have anybody to talk to. And I knew that we were working on this podcast. I was like, oh, it's going to be impossible not to bring up, you know, just the experience that I had last weekend. Um, But I, you know, I I can talk about it without talking about it. And um, I think they really brought focus to to the, you know, did the child have someone to talk to? I remember when I was older you know when you when you get around like 10 or whatever you start kind of like journaling journaling felt really good and that's kind of the closest thing that i would say to talking to somebody um you know it it kind of feels it can be equally as soothing not not as soothing as talking to somebody but it can i think journaling is a really really good idea for um a young adolescent, probably something that people could suggest 
to children and, and it could honestly be very helpful to parents. Um, I don't know if you have any time to journal, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'd love to journal if I had any time. <laughs> I don't, you know, and I mean, parents, are, I think it'd be really hard to have um, boundaries, you know, say like, well, this time's for me and, you know, different things like that. Um, I think also like creating, um, I think also creating friendships in the, in the family. For example, I, you know, I've, I've read some articles where there's this new trend where parents will dedicate like a Saturday and a Sunday. And depending on like what the kids are into, a parent might be into it too. Like for example, gaming. So you know, like the daughter or the son, they'll spend like two or three hours just playing video games together or something like that. Uh, and what, what's what been found, and again, I don't know how much research has been done on this. It's been found is that these kids are creating these bonds with their parents, these things that they can can relate to. Because, again, there's a very big difference between a child and a parent. And you know that as a kid, and you know that as a parent looking down at this child. But, you know, when you have those boundaries of saying, even with our differences... I got you, you got me. Like, we're on the same page over here. So you know? doing activities together. Oh, yeah, 100%. It was a really important thing. Any type of activity, yeah. I mean, I think back on those are the memories that you create. But we used to watch TV a lot together. You know, like, we'd watch Friends, you know, all the time. Everybody would get together in the living room. We don't watch it together. I mean, my parents are like tired and they worked all the time, you know? And so when yeah. they were at home with us, they're tired. So we watched TV. But on the weekends, we had like more time. It's interesting to think about like watching your parents interact with like other adults, you know? Like I think about my parents at like their parent parties and stuff like that. And I mean, they were like my age. <laughs> it's interesting because like those are the memories that you remember I feel like you remember the most uh, you know it, it's kind of interesting because when you talk about parenting if you think about it we mainly talk about the kid more than we talk about the parent and it, yeah it's not right yeah. it's not right but the reality is that when you decide to have a child you have to sacrifice a part of yourself for this child because you got to remember that even all the things that you want to do and you want to be a part of, you have to make time for your children as well. I mean, like, it's – if you neglect them, like – They're like a part of you. They, they are. Yeah, they're a very vital part of you. It's kind of like you're the brain and they're the heart. <laughs> you know, it's kind of – I think it's got to be so hard trying to teach people everything that you know and i i almost feel like it, it would be a little easier this is so stupid but like now that i know so much because i'm like in my 30s i feel like if i'd have had a kid when i was in my 20s maybe i wouldn't have stressed so many things you know because i wouldn't have had so many things to stress but now that i'm older i feel like i'm gonna be like possibly even more particular about like my parenting and like what I think should be important. I mean, to be honest with you, if you talk to kids that have parents that have them at an older age, 
uh, you raise, for example, my parents were older, so you know I was around a lot of it. I never really, I never really had a child. I was childhood. I was very much like an adult from the time that I could fully think on my own. I was an adult. Um, mm-hmm. You get into I these different. Agree. You get you get into also these different environments of where kids grow up in in a house with older parents and they get these better relationships because the parents have more experience. I'm not saying that parents that are in their 20s don't have experience. I think there's parents that are in their 20s oh, they yeah. have a lot they have a lot of experience. All I'm saying is the thing about parenting is understanding you will fuck up. But the question is would you understand why you fucked up and what you could do better the next time? See, that's the thing is you're always learning from your mistakes. You're never going to be fucking perfect. I mean, there's people that won't figure that out either way, being a parent or not. You know, I know that from dating. I know plenty of men that just won't ever see stupidity, you know, the (laughs) mistakes that they made. And then they're probably going to be fathers. I mean, some of them are. (laughs) And like they won't see their mistakes, you know, and parents don't. They don't see their mistakes. You know, I see a lot of I see a lot of kids grow up into adults. And, you know, I, I always thought it was pretty tacky to blame your parents for anything anymore to a certain extent. But, you know, we, I mean, to each it. their own people can do it. But like I, I, you know, I have an eating disorder, but I'm not going to blame my parents. I'm an adult. You know, like I have time to take it upon myself to like, it's now my responsibility to get the help that I need. It's not their fault. You know, I mean, there's different things that they expose me to, but that wasn't their intention. Like, it's not like they wanted, you know, that to happen. So it just, I think sometimes people are a little too hard on parents, you know, and it's like, okay, well now you're 25. So get yourself into some therapy and, you know, move forward. (laughs) Like, it's just kind of, I don't like it when people blame everything on their parents, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah. We, God damn, we love it. (laughs) No, but like for real though, I mean, it's such a hard job. You know, and and something that I would like to touch base before we finish off on this is this idea of same-sex parents. Um, there's been a lot of controversy where people are saying that how could you raise a kid with just two females or two males? And I would love to, by the way. Like, yeah, I love it. My I first mean, take on that. I'm like, um, I would love to raise a child with another woman. I don't like, know how, you know, but <laughs> I don't think any. But I think also that kids develop their relationship between mother and father, not by gender. I think I've seen research done on this where yeah, par- um, kids actually develop their relationship with father and mother based on the relationship the parent has. So there are many parents where the mom is the father and yeah. the father is the mother and that's how the kids see see it as well we've seen it in relationships too where it's like the woman wears the pants you know and then they become the mother but they're kind of the father in the relationship oh hell yeah yeah i mean you can get these different aspects from from different parents it doesn't have to be the mother or the father so i could totally see how like 
you could have two fathers and you could even end up with two people who are, you know, they act like mothers and they're both male. It's too much mother. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you could end up with, you know, two women that are going to raise a child together and they might both kind of parent like a father and, and maybe the child kind of more just has two fathers that could work out. Yeah. You'd be surprised. The whole idea is kind of interesting on how, uh, through evolution, it's always two, it's Mm. two to raise a kid. Doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be, but I, I kind of see the reason why it makes sense in evolution. It's because you have two different minds, like a second opinion, two different thoughts, two different ideas. It it creates a balance because it's not your only it's not your own thinking that, that's in question. It's the both mm. of yours thinking that's in the question. So when it comes to parents, especially whether father, mother, gender, whatever the fucking shit you want to call it. In the end of the day, the whole way that parenting works is two different ideas. Never thought about it. It was pretty cool. I mean, I, you, of course, when you say that, I I think about myself and I go, oh, God, like, that's what my biggest issue with becoming a parent is, you know, be quiet. Um, is, you know, I'm like, oh, fuck, I'd hate for him to tell, you know, my kids something that I hate. But that's like part of the reason why you you date, marry, have kids with somebody that you agree on things with, hopefully. Not always. Not, but you'd hope so, <laughs> you know. And I mean, I think that, yeah, that would make it a lot, a lot harder. You got to stay quiet. I'm a dog mom, um, dog parent, you know, as you can hear. He's trying to, uh, he's trying to audition for, uh, for a very big podcast. It's called Pugs, Pugs, Pugsters. And uh, this is the right place to do it, folks. Uh, No, we are not officially supporting dogs at the moment. They are not uh, giving us money. That's unfortunate. But anyway. Well, I would say that, you know, it's hard to keep him entertained while I am trying to do something, you know. And he's got, like, a billion toys and, like, whatever else. But, like, I mean, as a parent, like, I hear other parents talk about, like, in the summer – how hard it is to keep your kids busy. And I would love to be able to spend time with my kids, but I also just don't know what it's like to be a parent and just be like, Oh my God, I keep trying to keep these kids busy every day. You know, I don't know. My parents just freaking left me up on my own. They're like, you entertain yourself. We ran around the neighborhood and stuff like that or whatever else. I, you know what they did when I was a kid? They used to just dump dump us in summer camps. Yeah, we went to summer camp too. Yeah, you know, not three months of it though. Yeah, three months. For mine was like, yeah, it was like two and a half. It's like traumatizing. It's a long time. Yeah, yeah. It was like it was just it was just parents' daycare for the summer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they paid for it. Yeah, my parents loved it. You know, I wasn't it wasn't I wasn't that much around, but I mean, all seriousness. just leaving on on this whole point, especially when we're talking about parenting, I would want to leave off and just say parenting is hard. But I think the yeah. the secret is realizing fucking up is okay. But learning from the fuck ups is where you can succeed. That's what I want to leave off with. So, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it's good. Good advice. 
All right. Well, this has been fun. This has been great. Uh, if anybody's not aware of, we, we did change the uh, posting schedule, so we're going to be posting on Saturdays. Um, otherwise, see you next week. We'll see. Who knows? I don't know. All right. Bye. We have reached the end. <laughs> Not really. It's just the end of the podcast. Thank you so much to our listeners, our sponsors. Uh, it's amazing to know that we're reaching people and allowing people to speak their minds and their truths. A big shout out to Eli, our co-host. Be sure to check out her social links and her incredible art. And our Substack weekly uh, letter. It's every week. Uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.